I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. An ideal week is really just a template weekly schedule that allows you to see all of your weekly tasks, obligations, responsibilities in one place. And to create your ideal week, you'll give every hour a job to do by breaking your schedule into different time blocks, incorporating both your personal and your work activities. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder, in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA, business strategist, and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. Want to find a better way to tackle your to-do list? I created the task batching workbook just for you, the busy business owner trying to stay on top of all the things in your business. This workbook will take you through my step-by-step process for batching my tasks so you can free up time, stress less, and say goodbye to the dozen sticky notes cluttering up your desktop. You can grab the workbook for free using the link in the show notes or visiting www.jadeboyd.co backslash task batching workbook. That's www.jadeboyd.co backslash task batching workbook. In just a few short minutes, you can make a plan to batch your tasks and schedule them in your calendar. Get started by heading to the show notes and grabbing your task batching workbook today. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, how to get time blocking to finally work for you. And I say finally because I know there's a lot of frustration with time blocking, especially for beginners who are just starting out or women probably like you who have a million and one roles and responsibilities and to-dos filling up their calendars and ruining their plans for their days. However, you need to know that it's totally normal if you're frustrated with time blocking the first time you try it. Finding a time blocking routine that actually works for you is supposed to be an iterative process. You probably will not get it right the first time around and it might take you a while to find your groove. That's totally normal and it's okay. In today's episode, I'm going to walk through the process of creating your own unique groove when it comes to time blocking your weekly schedule, and we're going to address some of the common misconceptions and roadblocks that you might be experiencing in your own productivity journey, and I'm going to lay out a simple five-step process to help you find the perfect time blocking schedule for your business. So let's dive right in. So I'm going to be throwing out a lot of productivity terms in this episode. So I want to start out by defining time blocking, task batching, day theming, and ideal week and talking about what each of those things are if you're not familiar with them because they can be used kind of interchangeably. And in this episode, 
I'm going to be throwing out all of these terms and discussing how they all play together to help you create your most productive schedule. But I'm going to start out by defining them and giving some examples so you understand exactly what I'm talking about when I'm throwing out these terms. So the first one is time blocking, which is in the title of this episode. It's what we're going to be discussing the most during this episode, but all of these other tools come into play when it comes to creating useful time blocks. So time blocking is simply assigning a time for a certain task or group of tasks to get done. Simple as that. So for example, you might say from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., I'm going to take care of my personal health and I'm going to group my personal health activities into that time block. Or you might say from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., I'm going to focus on recording podcast episodes because it's going to be quiet in my house. I won't have any distractions and I'll have like the time and energy to really focus on the podcast. And 9 to 12, I'm time blocking that to work on that specific task or group of tasks if you're batching. Which brings us to task batching, which is simply grouping similar tasks together so that you can spend less time switching in between different types of tasks or multitasking. So for example, going back to the podcast thing, if you have a time block for your podcast, you might task batch during that time block by recording several episodes in a row so that you're saving time by not having to take out and put away your podcasting equipment and log in and log out to all of the software that you need to record podcasts. Or if you're blogging, anything of that nature, you're just task batching those things together so that you can save time and focus on one thing. And again, in this episode, we're going to talk about assigning task batches to a time block. The third term is day theming, which is a version of time blocking. It's basically choosing a theme for your entire day and essentially time blocking that entire day for one theme. So for example, you might dedicate every Tuesday to your podcast. So instead of time blocking 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., you are time blocking the entire day, and sometimes that's called day theming. Or you might say Saturday's day theme is family time. So family time is always my highest priority on Saturdays. Even though you might do a few other things here and there, ultimately you're setting your priority for every Saturday as spending quality time with your family. So that's how day theming comes into play. And lastly, what is an ideal week? An ideal week is really just a template weekly schedule that allows you to see all of your weekly tasks, obligations, responsibilities in one place. And to create your ideal week, you'll give every hour a job to do by breaking your schedule into different time blocks, incorporating both your personal and your work activities. So your ideal week truly should encompass everything that you're responsible for. And again, give every hour on your schedule a job to do, even if that is sleeping, so that you can truly account for all of the things that you're responsible for and make sure that your time blocks actually make sense given everything that you have going on in your life and in your business. And today I'm going to mix all of these tools together into a simple process because each of them plays an important role when it comes to helping you increase your productivity. Starting with task batching, I did an episode before called Task Batching versus Multitasking, which talks about the difference that task batching can make when it comes to increasing your productivity when you're grouping similar tasks together. Task batching can allow you to have better focus since you're focusing on one thing at a time that allows you to get deeper into that work that requires more of your focus and more of your energy. 
It helps you save time and work more efficiently, again, by batching similar things together so that you're not constantly opening and closing browsers, going from one room to the next, leaving your house and then coming back, et cetera. And it also helps you stress less knowing that everything in your priorities has a time and place to get done. Now, assigning those task batches to a time block on your calendar also increases your productivity because you're more likely to get things done when you assign them a date and time. Parkinson's law, which we've talked about before on the podcast, states that work kind of expands to the time that you give it. And I'm sure you've experienced this before. I know that I have. Sometimes on the days that I have wide open, no meetings, nothing scheduled, those should be the most productive days, right? Because I have unlimited amount of time and energy to put towards the things that I need to get done. But if I don't have a clear plan for how I'm going to spend my time and what my priorities are on those days, they can be some of the least productive days of the week. And vice versa, when I only have a couple of hours in between meetings to get things done, those can quickly become the most productive hours of my week because having that time set aside to get things done, my work doesn't expand to longer than I need to get it done. I was just going over this outline before I hit record on this episode and realized that today is one of those days where I don't have a lot of meetings. I don't have to leave my house until 3 p.m. And then I'm going to kind of batch my errands that require me to leave my house. But I realized I have all day to record this podcast episode. And I was spending way too much time tweaking this outline and opening my various tabs and productivity books, trying to find more research to include and more examples to include and realize, you know what, (laughs) I'm going to spend all day recording this episode if I don't just hit record and get it done. So Time blocking helps you increase your productivity by putting your tasks in a box saying, you know what, I only have one hour to record this podcast, so I'm going to get it done now. Time blocking also helps you be more productive because you're more likely to do things when you reserve that time and prioritize those tasks on your calendar. So for example, if I'm blocking out my time in the morning to work on the podcast, I'm reserving that time on my calendar, and therefore, anybody who wants to schedule a meeting with me through any of my schedulers, they will not be able to schedule over the time that I have set aside to work on the podcast. So I'm more likely to get ahead on the podcast if I'm time blocking it on my calendar. And then going back to that family time, Saturdays, the day theme is family, that's the priority. Having time blocks on your calendar also reminds you what you're saying no to, when you're saying yes to other things. It helps you put boundaries in place so that you truly are prioritizing what's most important to you. And I feel like I say this every episode, but being productive is not about getting as much done as possible. It's about getting the right things done. And time blocking helps you understand what the right things to get done are on any given day at any given time. So if you're looking to schedule something on a Saturday, looking through your schedule and seeing, you know what, if I say yes to this opportunity, whether that's a speaking event or just a get together with friends, you can clearly see if I say yes to this, which is probably a good thing that you want to do. I'm also saying no to family time. And then it allows you to make that decision. And I'm not saying that you constantly have to stick to your time blocks and do it perfectly in case Actually, you will never do that (laughs) in any given week. Something is going to happen that's going to throw off your quote unquote ideal week and that's normal, but it does give you the opportunity to make a thoughtful decision about how you're spending your time and energy and it helps you see patterns because you're constantly being reminded, oh, I'm saying no to family time every Saturday. 
I've said this four Saturdays in a row. And so this week, I'm going to say no and make a better decision because I do want to prioritize this. And of course, everybody's priorities are different. But having those time blocks set in place helps remind you what you're saying no to. So with all that being said, I hope that you're convinced that task batching and time blocking are helpful tools in helping you build a more productive schedule, not only for your business, but for your personal life. And now we're going to talk about the simple five-step system that I use to set up my ideal week, which incorporates all of these things. I also have a free workbook that will walk you through all of these and give you the templates that you need to go through this process and map out your own ideal week with your ideal task batches and time blocks in place. So head to the show notes and make sure you download that to actually work through this activity later. But let's talk through the five simple steps that we can use to create a task batching system that actually works for you. So first, you're going to brain dump all of your tasks in one place. In order for these tools to be helpful for you, it truly does need to encompass everything that you're responsible for. Otherwise, anything that you've left out of your schedule, out of your time blocks, is going to inevitably come up and then interrupt the plan that you had in place. And again, I don't expect you to remember every single task that you're responsible at once. That's why it's an iterative process. But you do want to make sure that these tasks that you're brain dumping are as comprehensive as you can possibly make them. So look in different places in your planner or in your task management system or sticky notes that you have sitting around and review all the different things that you've completed on your to-do list in the last month, wherever that might be, and try to get them all in one place. Second, we're going to group those tasks into similar categories. That's where we create our task batches. And I'm going to go deeper into these, each of these five steps in a little bit. But step two is to group your tasks into categories. The third step is to create your ideal week where you're going to assign those task batches to a specific time on your calendar, also known as time blocks, right? So you're going to set up your ideal week with all of your time blocks that include your task batches. The fourth step is to actually protect your ideal week. So make sure that you have systems in place that are going to protect the times that you have set aside on your calendar. And then lastly, of course, you're going to review and adjust your system regularly. And we'll talk about a few times and a few routines that might help you to stick with this and make it into a system that's actually going to help you and not be frustrating for you in the end. So on the surface, this seems like a relatively simple process. It's only five steps. Again, download the workbook and go through this yourself. But I do want to address a lot of the concerns and a lot of the frustrations, the common ones that I see when it comes to implementing time blocking as an entrepreneur who has a lot of roles and responsibilities and maybe not even a consistent schedule. If you're a creative, you probably have different projects each week. Maybe you're a photographer and you're going on location, different locations, different distances each week, different types of sessions each week. And this process can seem a little bit more frustrating if you do have that type of schedule or that type of business. But I promise you, I've worked with many creatives and we've always been able to come up with an ideal week that's flexible enough to accommodate those things, but also structured enough to help you prioritize time for the things that you really do need to get done and the things that you really want to prioritize, the things that are most important to you week after week. So I'm going to go through some of the common mistakes that I see or the common frustrations that I hear And we're going to address those one at a time in case this is a similar mistake or frustration that you're experiencing right now. 
So the first and most common mistake I see is that your task batches aren't comprehensive of everything you have going on. And we just touched on the importance of having it be comprehensive because if it's not, those things that aren't included are still going to pop up and ruin your plan. So in management consulting, there's this thing called the, I call it MECE, it's M-E-C-E consulting framework. It's a management consulting framework and it stands for mutually exclusive, collectively exhaustive. And that's what you want your task batches to be. Mutually exclusive means that they are separate groups of tasks, but collectively exhaustive means that in your task batches, it's an exhaustive list of everything that you're responsible for. So you do want to check that your task batches are mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive so that you have a full list of tasks that encompass what you're responsible for and what is important to you. Now, I've talked about my task batches in the past, and these are also in the task batching workbook in a little bit more detail. But overall, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven task batches total that are mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive. So in my personal life, I have just a personal task batch, which includes a lot of things. It's a very general task batch, and that's okay if your task batches are general as long as they are mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive. And then I have relationships is my other personal task batch. And then in my business, I have five different categories. I have client work, marketing, administrative work, admin tasks, business development. So that's special projects that I have going on, usually related to my goals or like a new product launch that I'm doing. And then the fifth one is professional development. And again, all of these are listed in the task batching workbook. So you can kind of go in and see what I have included in each of these categories if it's helpful. These task batches, honestly, with a couple exceptions, have worked for everybody that I've done an ideal week session with in the past. I do this with my coaching clients, but also if you're going through this process and are feeling frustrated, feel free to fill out my contact form because I do offer one-off ideal week sessions with people as well where we will talk through everything that's going on in your life because, again, it needs to be collectively exhaustive. We'll figure out how to fit laundry into your schedule, how to fit errands into your schedule, when is the best time to meal prep, and we will map it all out. And these task batches for business owners, and again, I've done this with many different types of businesses, these five categories of clients, marketing, admin, business development, professional development have worked for most of the people that I've gone through this with. Sometimes you need to add in another category or based on your business or your schedule, you might want to split these things up a little bit more. But generally, these categories have worked and have been able to encompass everything that people are responsible for. So if you're feeling frustrated, if you've tried this in the past and it hasn't quite worked out for you, first ask yourself, were my task batches comprehensive? And if not, it might be time to revisit it and try it again. The second thing I see people do when it comes to setting up their ideal week and trying time blocking is that they make their schedule feel cramped or packed or just stressful. And this happens for a few reasons. The first one I see is that People set up their time blocks in too short of increments, so they're blocking like one hour at a time. And when you set your time blocks for small periods, it does make your schedule feel cramped and it does make you feel more stressed throughout the day because you only have an hour to get a very specific thing done. Your ideal schedule should feel spacious. I always recommend aiming for at least three to four hour time blocks 
and then making your task batches larger. So for example, instead of saying, I'm going to record a podcast from 8 to 9 a.m. and then from 9 to 10, I'm going to write the blog post. And then from 10 to 11, I'm going to schedule my email. And then from 11 to 12, I'm going to make my Instagram post. That feels stressful (laughs) to me. That feels like if anything happens, I might get off schedule. If anybody interrupts the podcast recording or if I lose my voice, which God knows has happened more times than once, I wouldn't be able to stick to that schedule. And once it gets off, it's very hard to get back on again. And having that cramped, packed schedule does not sound ideal to me. So instead of doing very short, specific blocks, I would recommend doing larger, more spacious blocks that are more broadly encompassing. So you could say from 8 a.m. to noon, I'm working on marketing, and then you can kind of set your priorities that week based on what needs to happen for my marketing this week. And then you have four hours to sit down and focus on it. Or even having a day theme for like Mondays are marketing days. That's the theme. And I have one day to do all of my marketing for this week, for the next two weeks, whatever your time block schedule calls for. But first, set your time blocks to three to four hours at least to make it feel a little bit more spacious. The second mistake I see people make is that they're not aligning their schedule to the times of the day where they have the highest energy levels. Understanding your energy fluctuations throughout the day can help you set up a week that is actually ideal for the way that you work. So if you're a night owl and you're trying to make yourself show up at 8 a.m. and do a task batch or a time block that requires a lot of energy and focus, you're setting yourself up for failure. Really try to understand your energy throughout the week. If you need to track your energy throughout the day and just write down your energy levels one through 10 each hour throughout the week and do that a couple times to really understand when you should be scheduling your time blocks that require the most energy from you and when you should be kind of biffing it and scheduling those admin tasks or email that are very low priority and very low energy, that can help you set up an ideal week that is actually tailored to what you need to succeed in your business. The third mistake I see people make that makes their schedule feel cramped, packed, and stressful is that they actually have more on their plate than one person can do in a week. So it's not working for them because they literally have too much to do where there is no way that one single person with a normal rhythm of energy and focus, who is not a perfect robotic human being who's productive every waking hour, there's no way that they can get everything done that's on their to-do list. So if you are looking at your ideal schedule and your task batches and recognizing, wow, in order for this week to go perfectly, I'm going to have some superhuman levels of discipline to get this done. It's not realistic that you expect yourself to show up and do that every single week. So at that point, you can do a few things. First, recognize what could be deleted or projects that you don't necessarily need to handle right now that you can give the permission of incomplete, as Rory Vaden says, and save those projects for later. It just might not be realistic for you to go above and beyond and show up in certain marketing channels or do a certain number of posts in your marketing channels every week, you might need to simply delete some things and scale back on what you're expecting yourself to do on a regular basis. The second thing you can do is look at your task batches and see if there's anything that you can automate or are there any systems that you can set up to make your tasks take less time on your schedule. 
Can you implement any systems or automations when it comes to your client workflow, when it comes to your email management, when it comes to your project management? Is there anything that you can do to streamline things and make it take less time so that it's more realistic for your ideal week to be possible? And then the third thing, of course, is delegate. Is there anything that you can get off your plate, something that needs to be done, something that adds value to your life or to your business, but somebody else besides you can do? Is there anything on your plate that you can delegate? And going through that process, I feel like I'm constantly returning to these three things because our to-do lists are constantly growing as new opportunities come up. I see this in my business and in my personal life. But if you have never succeeded at showing up for your ideal week or even been able to fit everything that you're responsible for into a week, delete, automate, and delegate might be three things that you need to think about moving forward. Okay, so the next reason why time blocking may not have worked for you in the past is that, like I mentioned, your schedule is different every single week and you're not really sure how to handle that when it comes to creating your ideal week and scheduling your time blocks. There's a few different ways that you can handle this. The first way is to kind of flip the script on your time blocks. So for example, I talked about photographers and if you're shooting during golden hour, that's different every season of the year and varies quite a bit depending on where in the world that you live. And also you can't necessarily always say, I am only working on Tuesdays and Thursday nights, for example. You might know yourself well enough to know that even if you do say that, you would make exceptions for your families. And that's okay as long as you're okay with spending your nights and weekends that way. But if you're feeling stressed or if your ideal week is set up in a way that says I'm only shooting Tuesdays and Thursdays, but you're constantly making exceptions to that rule and it's messing up your ideal week, you could kind of flip the script and say, I'll leave my calendar open for the times that make sense for my clients to schedule their shoots. But I know that I need Mondays and Fridays for my family, or I need Mondays and Fridays for myself and stick to that as your ideal week, knowing that if people book during other days of the week, that's fine. And you can kind of limit. I know that I only want two or three shoots each week, and that might look different in terms of the days of the week that you're shooting. But again, it's about scheduling your time in a way that reflects your priorities and makes space for the things that are most important for you. So by blocking the things that are most important for you, the things that you know you want to show up and say yes to, It's okay to give free range on the rest of your time as long as you're truly okay with giving the rest of those nights to your clients or to your job or whatever that secondary priority might be. This has definitely come up for me as a business coach because I schedule different types of client sessions and I kind of have the regular rhythm of onboarding clients during the first week of the month, either the last week or last week of the month, we're doing the coaching calls, the one hour coaching calls. But I also allow new clients to schedule their four hour like onboarding strategy session during the last week of the month, knowing that it can be tricky to schedule a four hour session if you already have things planned. So I give them the last week of the month or the first week of the month to get started. And of course, I'm enrolling clients on an onboarding basis. So I can't necessarily plan for how many spots I'm going to be opening up each month or what that's going to look like. Every month is a little bit different. In order to schedule four-hour sessions, I have to be a little bit flexible with my schedule and what I allow people to book. So instead of saying, I only book four-hour sessions 8 a.m. to noon on Tuesdays and Thursdays, which would be a lot more difficult to fit my clients in, especially if I'm onboarding more than two clients at a time, which happened this month. 
I instead block the time for the things that I know I need to set aside during the week. So for me, that's at least three hours for business development at this point so that I have time to move forward on some of these projects where I do need higher focus time. I block three hours in the morning one day a week for that. And then I block time for my marketing channels because showing up consistently on this podcast is one of my biggest goals for this year and something I want to get better at doing. And for quarter one, I'm scheduling an episode every week. And I know myself and I know that if I don't block time to sit down and create these outlines and record these episodes, it's just not going to happen because this does require a little bit more energy on my part. So I block time for my marketing, for my business development. And then the third thing, I know that I function better as a human if I have time to take care of all the house stuff that needs to be taken care of before the weekend so that I actually have time to rest and relax during the weekend and also work on house projects. Again, we're renovating. So oftentimes we don't make any progress during the week because our nights are packed or we just don't have the energy after working a full day to invest more physical and mental energy on making house project decisions. So oftentimes we block Saturdays for things like that. And so on Fridays, it feels a lot better to me if I'm able to go through like the home maintenance and meal planning routines to get some of those weekly home personal tasks out of the way. And so I block Friday afternoons just so that I don't have any meetings scheduled on Friday afternoons. And I know that even if my task list runs over and I'm working until like two or three in the afternoon on Friday, I will still have enough time to take care of those house things, those personal things before I'm able to truly check out for the weekend and rest and relax on Friday night and gear up for house projects or whatever's happening during the weekend. So by only blocking about, that's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven hours out of 40 hours a week, I still make a lot of time for people to be able to schedule meetings on my calendar, but also knowing myself and when I have the highest energy and how much time I need for each of these tasks, I'm also able to block time for the things that are most important for me. And I have themes for different days of the week. And again, my ideal week is constantly fluctuating too. So I've talked about my ideal week on the podcast before. It might have been in the task batching versus multitasking episode, which I'll link in the show notes. But my ideal week now looks very different than my ideal week when I recorded that episode. And that's okay. Your ideal week should change. And that brings us to the last point, why this might not have worked for you in the past or why you might be frustrated with time blocking. And that reason is you only tried it for one week. This is an iterative process. It should be changing. Your business will change. Your priorities will change. Your life will change. Your schedule will change. It really is an iterative process that requires you to test it, to change it, to alter it, to tweak it, to retest it, and continue learning what works for you and continue evolving as you evolve, as you learn more about yourself and when you can get the most done, when you have the highest energy. And that may fluctuate season to season too, based on what's going on in your life. And you absolutely don't have to show up and do your ideal week exactly as you lay it out each week. A tool for you to use, it shouldn't feel like something that's constricting or demanding or something that makes you want to like check out and escape from your business. It should be something that helps you make more progress on the things that matter most to you. And if it doesn't feel like that, that's a sign that something's off, something needs to change. And maybe you need to give yourself a little bit more grace, a little bit more flexibility and change your mindset around what an ideal schedule can look like and what it can be for you. 
knowing that you don't have to show up and do it perfectly as long as it helped you get closer to spending your time the way that you would ideally spend your time on a weekly basis, then it's working. Keep trying it, keep doing it, keep showing up and testing and retesting to see what's going to work for you. Another thing I talk about a lot when it comes to productivity is that it is seasonal. So on top of retesting it every week and kind of reflecting on, oh, what worked this week? What didn't? What might I want to change next week? I think even when you're in a groove of your ideal week working for you, it's a good idea to kind of revisit it on a quarterly basis or anytime you have a major shift happen in your priorities or in your schedule that affects your ideal week, it's a good idea to revisit it and ask yourself, is this truly what is ideal for me in this season? Because different seasons of your life are going to look different, which seems a very simple statement and an obvious thing to say, but it's true when it comes to our schedules. It's unlikely that you're going to set your ideal week. And once it starts working for you, that it's going to work for the rest of time. It's just, that's not the way that life works. That's not the way that business works, especially as you're evolving and moving up in your own business and continually stepping out of the day-to-day and into your CEO role. The activities that are most important to make time for are also going to change. So it's a good idea to stop and reflect at least once a quarter and make adjustments based on your new priorities for the season that you're in. The last thing I'll say about making task batching and time blocking work for you, if you want a very minimal way to take one step into the world of ideal weeks, I would suggest starting small by blocking your top three tasks for the day. So simply blocking time on your calendar to work on high priority tasks, and it could be tasks in any category of your task batches. Say that your top three is finishing a really important client project and shipping something that needs to go out today and posting on Instagram because you know that you're announcing something that's really important. And those truly are your top three priorities for that day. Blocking time, even if it's two hours on your calendar or one hour on your calendar so that you know that you have at least a little bit of focus time where you won't have any distractions, where you'll be able to show up and focus and have time and energy for the things that are most important. That is a very minimalist way to start time blocking. As far as task batching, you're not really separating client work from marketing work from admin work, but you are separating important tasks or urgent tasks from non-important tasks and non-urgent tasks. So you are kind of creating two categories for yourself. And a simple way to start is trying to set those time blocks and protect that time for the things that are either urgent or very important on a day-to-day basis. So I hope this episode convinced you that there are some really helpful and simple tools that can help you show up to a more productive life and a more productive business on a weekly basis. And I hope I've inspired you to take the next step either in trying time blocking for the first time or going back to the drawing board and retrying time blocking and sticking with it until it works for you. Because I truly have seen how transformational this has been in my own life and in the lives of other people. So before you go, make sure you download the task batching workbook. I'm going to link it in the show notes. And if you have any questions, seriously, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to reach out on Instagram or you can email me at hello at jadeboy.co. And I'm happy to help you test and iterate in any way that I can. Thanks so much for listening today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. 
Don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode, because good ideas don't grow businesses, action does. And if you want more business minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadeboyd.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.